This is Talking Asset Management with KPMG. In today's episode, we're talking about ESG and data strategy for real estate organizations. Hello, and thank you for listening to Talking Asset Management with KPMG. I am Phil Mara, a U.S. real estate funds leader and an audit partner at KPMG. In today's conversation, we continue our discussion on how real estate organizations can use data for competitive advantages. Uh, Where we're focusing on today is ESG, or environmental, social, and governance data. Joining me today are Ruth Tang, an auto partner in KPMG's New York Asset Management Practice. She focuses on providing ESG consulting and assurance services to companies seeking to measure and report on their ESG outcomes. And, and Tegan Keel, who leads our U.S. Climate and Data Technology team here at KPMG. Hi, nice to be here today. Thanks, Phil. Great to be here. Ruth, obviously ESG is a big topic, and there's a lot of focus around ESG globally in all industries. But when it comes to real estate organizations, is there a framework or an emerging trend that real estate organizations can work towards as they begin to think about collecting data to support their ESG reporting needs and goals? Yeah, thanks for that question, Phil. And, you know, you and I have been talking a lot about these sorts of topics in our real estate industry for years now. And our conversations have really circled around prop tech and and smart buildings and efficient buildings. But when it comes to an organization's ESG narrative, a lot has to do with the strategy. So this podcast might be a, a bit too short to kind of run through how a company should think about strategy. So let's just jump straight to some of the frameworks that are out there and available for companies to follow. So when it comes to frameworks, you know, comparability to your peer companies is really important. And there's certainly a lot of convergence of standards and framework that's ongoing around the world, and that evolution is going to continue. But it's important for companies to align themselves with frameworks that are common to their industry for the sake of comparability. When investors and stakeholders are unable to compare you against your peer companies, the immediate question becomes, why? Uh, Why are you not measuring against known standards? Why are you not reporting on ESG metrics that are common to your industry? So more broadly, companies have been aligning themselves to GRI, the Global Reporting Initiative, or SASB, the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board. Many do gravitate to SASB because the SASB has aligned their standards by industry, and they do have real estate captured under the infrastructure sector within their framework. But if you are a real estate company that's operating in the asset management space and in the business of raising funds and deploying capital, the industry groups that you might identify with might be NACREF and NAREED. And these organizations are in varying stages of setting their own sustainability guidelines, similar to how NREV has done so in Europe. Ruth, you make a great point that each of the trade organizations is trying to work with their constituents to create some commonality. Obviously, we have a standard out there um, around voluntary disclosures, uh, and a number of our clients and a number of the larger real estate companies are involved in the Gresby Real Estate Assessment. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the the catalyst for that is really that investors continue to request all sorts of ESG information from companies. And this has led to an increased amount of voluntary disclosures to ESG ratings companies. So we see a remarkable increase in participation in the GRESP real estate assessment. This is largely, like you mentioned, due to investor demand, but also tenant demand. A successful ESG program is going to enable a real estate company to optimize their performance and also identify and, and mitigate the ESG risks. GRESP evaluates the public commitments that a company has made and then provides them with a score or a rating from A to E, A being best in class. Phil, there's a lot to unpack here, but I hope that preview has been helpful. It, it absolutely is, and I think it's important for our listeners, if they have not been at one of those sites, NACREF, PRIA, INREV, or GRES, to go out and take a look at those. That'll give them some flavor for the kinds of things that uh, uh, their competitor companies are doing. Um, you know, Ruth, as, as you know, this podcast is about data strategy, and I'd love to get your thoughts on the top nuggets, the top focus areas that our listeners should consider when they think about data and ESG data strategy? Yeah, well, data is certainly a very uh, challenging topic for ESG. ESG can only work when goals are set, data is gathered consistently, and the ESG metrics are measured and reported regularly. So this is going to require resources and processes and enhanced procedures that might not exist in an organization today. Harvesting this data and ensuring that the data is complete has been a very big challenge for companies that wish to measure and report on ESG metrics. And remember, Phil, harvesting this data is not a one-time event. It requires recurring measurement and reporting. So having systems and processes in place to be able to do that is critical for companies today. Thank you, Ms. Tang. I think that's, those are great nuggets for our listeners. Tegan, um, let's, uh, let's turn to you. And you know, in preparation for this conversation, I read a recent KPMG publication on the decarbonization journey. In that uh, piece, uh, we focus on five pillars to achieving net zero. And I think you're familiar with the pillars. Uh, decarbonization with a strategic focus, operationalizing sustainable behavior, gaining regulatory agility, accelerating climate-focused partnerships, and digitalization and data processing to build trust and results. Now, all those pillars are very relevant to the real estate organizations, but you know, what I'd like to focus on today really is talking about data digitalization and the potential benefits real estate organizations can realize if they invest in technology and develop ESG reporting and, and help to move towards the green building. So let me start with that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, happy to, and uh, thanks, Phil. And I think you know you and Ruth have obviously been in the real estate space a lot, a lot longer than I have. Um, but it's it's really interesting sector to be a part of right now because I think you know historically, and I don't want to paint too broad of a brush. I don't know that real estate was necessarily known as sort of the forefront of digitalization and data, which is maybe why this is such a big topic in particular for them. Um, but it's really interesting to sort of 
see how some of these companies are thinking about using this uh, to move themselves forward. And I think there's a really interesting sort of relationship developing here between both sort of the real estate owners um, and operators and their tenants and what that means. And I think, you know, it's with the advent and the prioritization of ESG factors, it's becoming both sort of a mandate as well as something that can actually sort of help uh, real estate owner, operators, property owners um, move forward. And I think there's a lot of research out there right now that shows you know, everything from higher tenancy rates, higher lease rates, favorable capital rates related to having greener buildings. How you get there is not just a matter, although this is obviously a big part of it, of investing in, you know, things like new lighting, new windows, um, but also technology and data to sort of tell you what is actually happening in that building in, in terms of driving consumption of everything from electricity to water. Um, and so one space that I'm, we're seeing our clients invest in is sort of the technology to figure out, you know, at a more granular level beyond sort of what my building management system might give me now is some of that uh, more high fidelity data in terms of what's actually happening, what am I consuming, and therefore how can I sort of intervene to make my operations better, which then sort of has all these knock-on effects of being better for my tenants or attracting tenants. Thanks, Tegan. Um, you know, as you started off, we are bricks and mortar. So by definition, <laughs> we've been slow to adopt uh, some technologies, but we are, as an industry, fast uh, learners uh, when it comes to greening buildings and, most importantly, taking care of our tenants. So I think that, that the, the points that you've made are very, very important. What, what I would love to get for today is how do you think real estate organizations should use ESD? ESG data to create a competitive advantage now in the years to come. Yeah, I think, and I, I sort of alluded to some of this earlier, so I'll go into a little bit more data. I think, you know, right now, by and large, ESG from a real estate perspective is largely focused on the E in ESG, so thinking about climate and climate impact, uh, not that the S and the G aren't important, um, but that sort of seems to be where everybody's focus is right now. Um, I think there's a few things. So I sort of alluded earlier to the relationship that's somewhat evolved Evolving, um, between landlords and tenants and you know I think again if we think about real estate companies as not necessarily always having been in the leading position it's an interesting pivot point where now they can take advantage right if we look at what's happening in New York and again this is a sort of a microcosm of some broader trends um, with local law 97 that puts an emissions cap on buildings uh, across the city, you know, the burden of meeting those requirements both for either improving your footprint or even just getting the bare bones in terms of reporting falls on those owner operators. 
But at the same time, that level of data is all the same stuff that all of their major corporate tenants are also requesting as they're thinking about their own carbon uh, and climate journeys. And so we're starting to see a little bit of an emergence of the real estate companies that can get ahead and really give sort of that visibility, that control of that more granular climate and emissions, et cetera, data in, that's happening in the buildings um, are starting to sort of take a leading edge. Um, I think another really interesting thing to see evolve is, you know, the opportunity for real estate owners to lead in terms of the carbon trading market. Um, so at the same time, you know, anytime there's sort of a requirement, there also is necessarily someone who's not quite ready to get there, which means someone's going to have to sort of buy their way out of out of that in terms of buying carbon credits or other um, other mechanisms. And so the more that real estate owner operators can invest in bringing down their own footprint, uh, the more that they'll be in a better position to actually even potentially create um, energy and put that back into the grid if they're in sort of heavily investing in things like solar panels on the roofs or even wind farms that are off-site. Um, if you can sort of flip from becoming a consumer to a generator of energy, all of that excess is stuff that you can monetize. Um, and so I, I know I sort of talked about a whole bunch of stuff across a broad stroke, but um, again, it's, it's really interesting to sort of see all of the opportunities that that are out there right now from a real estate perspective. Tegan, I think you hit it right on the head, which is we've got to care about our tenants, our investors, the regulatory and governmental environment who's going to put some pressures and put some parameters. And then the most important thing, if we're going to do all of these things, it's great to have a purpose, but it also has to have return on investment at the end of the day for our real estate companies to be all in. And I think you, you, you highlighted the, those four key things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you put it much more succinctly, but I, if I wanted to leave our, our listeners with one idea, it's something that you hit on in terms of the return on investment, is that I think a lot of this climate and ESG stuff looks gets looked at as a cost, and it doesn't necessarily need to. There's definitely some revenue-generating opportunities to be had there if you plan it the right way. I, I know you have a number of examples where you can prove that. So if anybody's interested, uh, please feel free to reach out to Tegan. She'd be more than happy to give you some examples of how we've been able to uh, take the opportunity and journey of ESG and turn it into something that really does provide value to the organization. Well, uh, in closing, I want to thank Tegan and Ruth for all of their insightful comments. I'm really excited to see how ESG will evolve for real estate organizations over the next few years. I hope that these podcasts that we're hosting um, inspire our listeners to engage in the ESG journey and help society grapple with some of these really complicated issues, but also to really make a difference in the, the, the future of the real estate industry and our environment. As a reminder, uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you should have any, any questions about our ESG offerings or around how data can transform your organization, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, Phil Mara, Ruth 
or Tegan or anybody on the KPMG real estate team that you're connected with. Uh, as part of this uh, podcast, we'll have a link uh, to our data management survey and to the decarbonization uh, journey work paper that uh, Tegan mentioned earlier uh, in the summary. Uh, also, it's all available on our KPMG website. Until next time, this is Phil Mara for Talking Asset Management with KPMG. Thanks for listening to Talking Asset Management with KPMG. Please subscribe to this podcast and visit lead.kpmg.us forward slash talking dash asset dash management for more information.